Cooldown Collective. Yeah, that's right. We're coming back at you with another episode. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's a late episode. Once again, why am, I, why am I drinking coffee at this time? Well, it's very simple because uh, I just read Harry Potter for about 45 minutes trying to get my kids to sleep. But uh, we got them to sleep. Big win. Big dad win. But yes, we're doing another late night episode. And these are... Uh, you know, I'm gassed. I won't lie to you. This is a tired dad episode. I, uh, public holidays, you know, we had a, a three-day weekend. I'm jumping straight in. We had a three-day weekend and I love three-day weekends. Why? Because I love spending time with my kids. Now, you get to the end of a three-day weekend and you are so abnormally tired that everything else, those, you know, those two, three hours after that you have, um, after your kids go to sleep, they become you catching up on sleep. Um, so, had a really great long weekend. I'm so glad that I got to spend it with my family, spend it with the kids. But, Jesus, I'm tired, man. I'm a tired man. Last night, I had a, I had a whole bunch of stuff I wanted to do. You know, it was Sunday night. Had a nice family night. We watched a movie, which was great. Watched a movie. Got the kids to bed. No dramas. You know, I thought to myself, I'll just give myself... I'll just give myself five minutes. I'll give myself five minutes. I'll roll over. I'll have a little five-minute eyes closed, you know. My uh, three-week-old, she's not moving. She's good. My two-year-old, she's in bed. No dramas. The miso's asleep. I'm good. It's only like 7.30, but I rolled over. I had, you know, I closed my eyes. And uh, when I opened them again, it was 1 a.m. And I was changing my first midnight diaper, midnight nappy. And all the things, you know, all the housework, all the stuff that I was going to do to make my Monday very easy uh, turned into Monday morning jobs. And now if you know anything about Monday morning jobs is uh, none of them ever happen. No, the the washing stayed in the wash and it was wet. So it ran, ran for another cycle. The dishwasher wasn't turned on. So your boy was lacking bibs in the morning. But uh, I tell you, I needed the sleep. Felt great. Felt, I felt like a new man this morning and then I get through the day today and now I'm just as tired and that is dad life. You're tired? Good. Because I'm tired all the time. I feel like Post Malone. Just get it tattooed under my eyes. Always tired. But we're here. We're kicking on. We don't care because we're dads. We just do it. We just get it done. And that's why I'm having a caramel latte at bloody, bloody 8.30 at night. So we're into it. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for listening. This is your 20 minutes of relatable dad stuff um, that makes you not feel as bad about yourself. Or, you know, maybe you just need that that little dad vent. I do like a dad vent. There's nothing better than a dad vent. Because, you know, it's one of those things. It's like it, someone said to me, the, I, I wasn't there. It was a video I saw on Instagram. It was like, you know, when you complain about your car, you're like, I hate my car. Things are always broken. Tires are flat. I've got to pay for it. Regos come in freaking thousand bucks to register register the thing and someone goes well why don't you just get rid of your car and you're like no i like my car i like driving it's fun gets me places i'm still allowed to whinge about it that's like dadhood you know i love my kids they're the greatest things that have ever happened to me but you best believe if i get a chance i'll have a whinge and that's the best thing ever not starting negative though we're starting off with the uh the dad win 
Dad win of the week. Dad win of the week. And this is a, this is a really good one for me because this is something, this is the main thing that when it came to having a second child, I was terrified about because I had the first one down to a science and that is bath times. You know, I got to a point where when Skylar was bathing, you know, you got to like that 6, 6.30 time and you just knew. You knew there was a system in play. There was a routine in play. You can just nail it out. Nail it out. You're like, I'll get through this. We got bath toys. What's that bath toy? You don't want those bath toys? No dramas. Let's rotate the bath toys in. There she goes. She gets in the bath. How we get? We're singing old MacDonald how to farm. I'm convincing her how to brush her teeth by old MacDonald how to farm, E-I-E-I-O. On that farm, he had a freaking toothbrush. And then you have like a brush brush here and a brush brush there. And all of a sudden, she's brushing her teeth for a minute. Your boy's on fire. Then you add in the second kid. Your boy's not on fire. It's taken me about three weeks, you know, to get this bath time sorted because, you know, you're not playing man-on-man anymore. You're playing zonal defense. You know, the little one's crying. You're like, okay, I've got to leave you, but I can't leave you in the bath by yourself because that's a bad dad moment. So I've got to jump over to you, bring you in. I've got one arm now. Then Skylar's now throwing water out of the shower because we have a shower bath and it's pooling up. Then you've got cloths flying everywhere. Then she wants to get out of the bath. So I've learnt how to get your kid out of the bath. Very simply, pull the plug out and let it make the noise. You know that noise? You know the <laughs> Mate, you'll get, I get Skylar out of the bath in a second if she hears that noise. And I don't know if I'm traumatising my child, but she gets out of the bath quick. But yeah, and to, you know, we're getting to the point, you know, me and the missus are tackling it together at the moment. We're getting to the point where we're just getting that good system in. You got that good system, you know, I'll take this, I'm on that, you do that, tag team out, boom, we're back in. Kids in sleep, awesome, in the bed, in the sleep suit, I'll grab the other one, change the nappy, whoa, we're in. You know, we've got that bath time sorted, we're getting it sorted. And, you know, it's one of those things where you have, I feel like parenting is all about systems. You, You just get used to having systems. You have systems for dinner, you have systems for this, you have systems for that. If you're doing something, you know exactly where each parent needs to be and what works best. And then when you throw another kid in the mixer, you know, you're just, you're all over the place. You're going back to the drawing board, you're seeing what works every single night, you know. Sometimes we might try a play, dies in the ass, you know. I'm very sports orientated, so it's very much like this play didn't work, how are we going to make it better? And uh, now we're getting back, we're getting to the point where the routine is fantastic. The kids are getting back into it. You know, getting the kids to actual sleep is the next step because that's always hard because it's like a domino. One wakes up, the other wakes up, then you got two kids awake. And yeah. So, dad win of the week is, you know, that bath time, we're getting it back. We're getting the routine back for that bath time. And uh, just seeing it come back, seeing Skylar get really into the rhythm, she knows what's coming next. Summer, she's a bit of a potato. She's a bit of a potato, sorry, because she's only like three weeks. But she knows what's up. I know she does. She's looking at me going, Dad, nappy. Now let's get it done. But yeah, as I said, big dad win. And it's not a huge dad win, but it is. Because I'm going to celebrate it because it makes me feel good. When small things happen, when you make that little win, you celebrate it. You deserve to celebrate it. Because if you don't celebrate those little dad wins, what do you got to look forward to? you know, nothing. You're probably just going to get mad or get frustrated. But if you know, if the light at the end of the tunnel is just there and if that light is just getting a onesie on your kid, you can work hard towards it. 
But yeah, big Darwin. Really appreciated it. I felt good, celebrated it, gave the missus a high five. We did it. Good job. Yes. But yeah, it's been a big week in Dad Dadville. You know, I'm really coming to terms with having two kids now. Uh, if you've been following this journey over the last three, four weeks, um, there's a lot of learning involved. A lot of learning. You know, you never stop learning pretty much. That's just, there's only learning. There's so much learning. And the other thing with the learning is I really... I don't know, you know, with your, your second kid, you know, the second time around, you you want to try and learn from the last kid. And I feel like, you know, it's tough to compare because obviously my daughter's only three weeks old and my other daughter's two. But one thing I feel like I just didn't do, I don't know, very well last time was just trying to bond, trying to find ways to bond uh, with Skylar when she was a newborn and you know that's not really on a like it's it's not a thing that's super super you know your kid's not going to look back and be like oh dad you know you didn't do much with me when I was three weeks old like it's not that it's more of a a dad thing you know it's more of a thing for us because when like when the baby comes out and this is this is half decent for if you're expecting or, or maybe you've got a newborn and you're going through this right now. But when the baby comes out, you really, as a man, you realize how completely useless you are in this whole experience besides being a support person. Like literally, you you can't, if, if you're trying to breastfeed, you can't do anything. If your wife is you know, trying really hard to breastfeed and it's difficult for them, you can't help. You can't physically help the process. Once again, you're just a support person. And, you know, the baby, the baby always wants to be with mum because mum has the milk or that that bond between a, a like an infant and their mum, we can't match it. You can try, good luck, but you can try. And I know there are some circumstances where some dads, and big hats off if, if you're someone in this situation where you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. You just have to do it. But for me, it was it's really hard because, you know, all newborns do is they sleep, they wake up, they feed, they bubble around for a little bit, and then they go back to sleep again, and then they feed again. And all these things, you know, the feeding thing is huge because it, that's an immediate bond between the mum and, and the baby. And as a dad, you know, for those first week, two weeks, there's not much you can do besides change nappies. And I think last time around, I just, I kind of got into this mindset of, you know, I'll take care of, I take care of my missus, make sure she's okay, do the best I can. But in terms of like bonding with Skylar as a, as a, as a baby, I don't think I did a very good job. I think whenever I had her, it was, you know, I, I just sort of sat around. And like, that's all you can really do. And, but I thought to myself, like, there's got to be ways, there's got to be more ways that I can bond with this child. And this time around with summer, I'm really, really trying to find ways. And like, you know, that me, and it's all reflective on me, right? Like with Skylar, you know, a lot of the stuff I would do, and this is very common, I guess, is, you know, when I had her lying on me, I just watched TV and for me, that was fine because Scarlett was on me. We're doing skin to skin, no dramas. But the act of me sitting down and just taking it in and being in the moment or whatever, it's like impo- I can't sit still. I struggle big time. And I'm really trying to focus this time on 
you know, if I got Summer on me and, you know, not much is going on because she's a little potato, but I just laying there and just being present with her, just looking at her and I know it sounds stupid and it definitely does sound stupid. If you're an outsider listening in and one, you don't have kids, it sounds weird, like just staring at your baby. But this time around, I really want to, I don't know, just soak up this newborn phase way more than I did last time. I've said it previously on the podcast of like, first time around, I just, I, I got sort of frustrated at the whole like, you know, newborn thing. I got frustrated at the whole, um, I can't do anything with you. Like, I can't feed you. You're crying. I don't know how to soothe you because all you want is milk and I can't do that. I want to be sort of like, I don't know, just a little bit more present. And I don't know whether it's age. Maybe I'm a bit older now. Two years, be cool. But maybe the first, like, you know, two years of parenthood has sort of changed my philosophy on it. But, you know, there's always things you can do. And it's very easy to fall into the trap of, like, I'm useless. I'm useless in this situation. What am I going to do here? And the crazy thing is, like, paternity leave really doesn't help reflecting that because you know for my job I get five days and I've taken more than five days I'll be honest and I've spoken to a couple people on Instagram about how much you know leave they reckon you know I took and and how much I would recommend and I'll be honest I took I took four weeks off work um and I'm only entitled to five days paid but I just think that you know I want to be here I want to be here for my kid I want to be here for the newborn phase you know you blink and all of a sudden you know they're gone the newborn phase is gone it's and if you're at work for that time you know and I feel like I'm I've made the decision that yeah I'm going to take a financial knock for this but it's way more important for me to just be there for that newborn phase so if I am going to be here I want it to be meaningful to me as well as you know the baby and like I said she's not going to remember shit but I will and I'll remember you know, the nappy changes. I'll remember the the burping and, and the tummy time and all that sort of stuff. I want to remember that. And, you know, in a way, I feel like this time around, by doing all that stuff and just being a little bit more present, I've kind of, I don't know, I've established this bond with Summer, you know. I say you know a lot. I've established this bond with Summer that's, I feel it's 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 a better connection. And I, it sucks for me to say that because, you know, I feel like I have a fantastic connection with Skylar, but I just feel like that connection came later on. It didn't come immediately. It didn't come in the first four weeks. It was like months before I felt like, you know, there was something between us two because if, you know, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's an odd thought. It's one of these thoughts I'm still, I'm still trying to unpack it. I'm still trying to decide like, what am I thinking about? with this thing but the idea of it is and it's a funny way to explain it but the idea of it is is there are so many other ways that you can be you can bond with your child for your sake that isn't just feeding and and lying and all that sort of stuff like I really value the nappy changing like I take someone out of the room I don't change her in front of Skylar as much as I can just because it's just time where it's just me and her or Maybe Skylar's like mucking around upstairs and at summer's a little bit of sleep. I'll take her downstairs and just lay with her. Just like literally lay looking up at the ceiling. And like I said, it means nothing to her. But to me, I feel like I have those moments. And those moments sort of reassure me that, 
you know, I need, I do need to be here and it is important for me to be here and things like that. So it's something that when you go through it, you, you kind of struggle with it. The first time around, I struggled with it big time, just feeling useless, feeling dumb, feeling, you know, as a man where, I'm not that it's a pride thing, but I like being in the one that's, you know, doing, doing the things for the family. And when I can't do something to help, you just feel kind of shit and but it's one of those things where also and I got the I get the best advice from a mate of mine who I caught up with for coffee not long ago not long ago and um you know he's got a one-year-old daughter and he said the biggest hit for him and he's like you know a strong dude you know he's a strong dude take care of my family you know I'm I'm the man of the house and he said the hardest thing for him was to cop on the chin that this isn't your time it's not your time at the moment it's mum's time Mum's mum's the one. Mum's the hero of this story currently. She's the one that birthed the baby. She's the one that's, you know, trying to breastfeed. She's the one that's doing all this incredible stuff. And we're, you know, we're the Robin in this situation. We're here. We're not the main character. We show up every time to time. You know, people remember us when we do the big stuff. But at the end of the day, not many people sort of give big props to Robin. It's all Batman. And that's fine. That's how it should be. Because it's an insane feet to birth a child and to be a mum. So, yeah, that was incredible advice, actually, from uh, a friend of mine. So, you know, trying my best to be like, you know, Kia's the hero of this story and I'm trying my best to, you know, be along for the way but also try and make make a bit of a difference and make a little bit of a footprint. Um, Yeah. God damn. Didn't that get heavy? But these are the thoughts that I'm sure, I'm sure that other people have this thought of like, how do I bond with this kid? You know, I'm useless in this situation. What's the point of me even being around? Trust me, man. It helps. We may not be the main character, but you can't have a good main character without a fantastic sidekick. And that's all we are. Fantastic sidekicks. But yeah, so unpacking that one a little bit. And I still am. I still am trying to find ways to bond with my newborn and I am nowhere near the answer so if you have the answer shoot it my way because I still you know I don't know what I'm doing but that's dadhood right none of us know what we're doing and like I say if someone tells you that they know what they're doing unless they're a qualified professional dad which I'm sure there are plenty on Instagram they're all in my algorithm right now if you want to be a great dad sign up to my course um but I don't even know if there's a formula because every kid's different and we're all different. We deal with problems differently. We deal with situations differently. Emotionally, we're all different. As much as it's on contrary to what all people think, every bloke is different. We all, you know, have different shit going on in our heads and the way we deal with different things, we have different views on self-worth and when we're not able to help you know, it really takes a hit on that self-worth and sometimes we got to learn to take that hit. So, yeah. Anyway, bonding with a newborn, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing to do. It's an amazing thing to try and do. But, you know, at the end of the day, whether you bond or you're trying to bond, once that kid turns one, one and a half, two, man, you got a demon on your hands and 100% you're going to bond with that kid. As soon as they start talking... It's the greatest thing ever. Skylar, my uh, eldest daughter, started talking like in full sentences and I don't know a funnier person on this earth. It's the best. You can't get, you, you can't even break it down. She's hilarious. But yeah, so don't stress about the bonding, but 
Try and find ways to bond. Alrighty, guys. Let's head into the best moment of the podcast. My favorite moment of the podcast. And I've been wanting to read this one for since it got sent to me, honestly. It got sent to me on Instagram. Uh, it got sent by Jason. Um, Jason's uh, listener, recent listener of the podcast. He's only two episodes in, he's told me. Um, but Jason, I really appreciate this because this was an absolute doozy. And I'm going to read this word for word because the way that this bloke has written this is hilarious. Had me laughing. And I was reading this on the toilet. So, you know, sounded like I was having a good time. All right. Shit Dad Club of the Week goes to Jason. Hey, mate. Had an absolute howler of a shit dad club the other day. Um, oh, sorry, shit dad day the other day. Wanted to give my wife a break, so took my little man out to the shops to grab some stuff for a dinner I was going to make. Yeah, I'm trying to become a better husband. Ended up getting to the shops, and the little man decided to explode in the pram. I'm talking shit everywhere. Thought, uh, thought, don't stress, I'll clean him up. Searched the car, and my dumb ass forgot the nappy bag. Had to wheel a shit-soaked pram through the shops into the mum's room. Thankfully, I got there and a couple mums that were in there saved me big time with some wipes and a fresh nappy. Shout out to the mums that can notice a struggling dad when they see one. My brother, that is... You know what the funniest thing about that is? The funniest thing about that is, is the fact that he tried so hard to do the right thing. And that is, that is the moment where most shit dad club moments happen. When you try to do the right thing, when you try to give your missile a break, when you try to, you know, go, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I, could, I can even imagine his mindset. I'm going to be a great dad. I'm going to take the little man to the shops. I'm going to give her an hour and a half to herself. She can sit down, scroll TikTok or, you know, watch maths. I don't know. I'm going to make dinner. It's all going to be great, and then we're going to have a fantastic night. Little did he know, as soon as he got to the shops, the bomb would go off. And of course, like I say all the time, the bomb goes off when you were ill-prepared, son. And he was unfortunately ill-prepared. But Jason, man, so one of the best things about that story is the fact that the mums helped you in the uh, mums room. I mean, like, that, that is foreign territory. That is very enemy territory uh, for a bloke with just his kid. Um, walking into, that's very brave. Walking into the mum's room where we're already looked at as, why are you here? I don't, yeah, I know it sounds awful, but that's how, that's how it feels. You know, you walk in there, it's pretty much like walking into a woman's bathroom because that's all, you know, women are in there. And to walk your shitty baby in there and go, I fucked up, this is on me, and have those women stand up and help you out of, this is a multi-gender win, because one, those mums could have looked at you and thought, this dude sucks, two, you could have not walked in there and tried your best to deal with the poopy baby, but three happened, and three is where we cohesively as a unit solve this problem you walked in there we said we had a problem the mums responded to the problem in the most perfect way and we solved a huge problem and that's fantastic that is that is the ultimate shit dad club moment um that turned out really good it turned out really good that's a great shit dad club moment and i bet you jace i bet you any money that you will never ever 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 forget that nappy bag again you will search the whole house before you leave 
and you'll never forget it. You know why I know that? Because I've never forgotten the nappy bag ever since it happened to me. Not to that magnitude, but your boy has had a situation like that for sure. And uh, that rounds up the podcast. That's a fantastic shit dad club moment. Please, if you have a shit dad club moment like Jason, please send it through because I find them fantastic. They're the best. Like, I thought the dad win of the week would be the best, but the shit dad club moment has actually ended up being the most positive part of the podcast. (coughs) So, guys, that brings us to the end of the 20 minutes of fun. Um... Firstly, I appreciate everyone who's listening, everyone who's following on social media, everyone who's reviewing the podcast. It is not going unnoticed. It's fantastic. This thing grows every week. And it makes me, I say this every week, and you guys are probably sick of it, but it makes me feel fantastic to know that this podcast is spreading really positive waves because that's what we need right now. It is only positivity, only positivity, whether it's online, whether it's what you're listening to. I'm hoping it sets you up to have a good mindset and, you know, just sets up your day, your evening, your night, your morning. I don't know. Whenever you listen to this. So, thank you so much. Um, If you want to uh, join the community on Instagram, it is at cooldadcollective underscore or go check out TikTok at at cooldadcollective or we've even set up a new way to connect if you want to connect via email of course you can do that it is cool dad collective at hotmail.com that is cool dad collective at hotmail.com those can be anything they can be messages they can be shit dad club moments they can be dad wins they can be whatever you want if you just want to reach out to someone who's you know wanting a chat go for it send an email through do that sort of stuff who cares and lucky last go leave us a review or a rating on Spotify and iTunes or Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Why do I say iTunes? Yes, guys, that is it. That is the Cool Dad Collective this week. Please have a fantastic week. Make sure you're present. Make sure you spend as much time you can with your kids because that time goes so fast. Trust me. Trust me. Well, you know, I've got a two-year-old and it's going pretty quick, so you can kind of trust me. Guys, be kind to each other. Be kind to your family. Be kind to your kids. Be kind to your wife. And, of course, peace. Thank you.